Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron and as always, I am the host of the show. So as you sit here now listening to this podcast, I just want to ask you a quick question. Now obviously it's rhetorical because I can't hear your answer. But how many times in the last week have you thought about something negative? Have you complained when it really wasn't that bad? Have you moaned about how little progress you've made? rather than actually commend yourself for how far you've came. My guess is probably more than you wish to admit. And that's absolutely fine. Listen, we've all been there. But what I find remarkable about this episode that you're going to hear is I guarantee you 100% if you listen to this all the way through, your perception and your mindset will benefit. You will change it. You will start to feel, I say silly, for moaning about the silly things that we often moan about. Because this individual has not only had to learn English as his third language, he was uplifted as a 10 year old from his parents to live in a foreign country where everything was alien to him. And the only thing he really knew how to control was his mind and his hands and his feet. And with that, he tells a wonderful story. So without further ado, I'm gonna get this interview on the way. So firstly, I just want to welcome Raj to the show and uh, thank you for taking time out of your day yeah. to come and uh, have this interview with myself. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm fine, mate. Just doing well. Good stuff. Doing the weather. Good. <laughs> the UK weather. Yeah. Uh, glad to hear it. So I think it's important for the listeners to understand a little bit about yourself. Now, I've heard about you. My wife's told me about you and I've followed you on Instagram for some time now. So if you could kind of give the listeners basically a history of how you've came about to where you are today. Well, basically, um, I was born in Germany, mm-hmm. 1988, in Frankfurt, and uh, grew up in a rough estate area. Basically, it was um, there was no Indians back then. It was just, if you name it, just like Turks, Albanians, right. and different all different cultures, but no Indians, no Asians. Mm-hmm. So my family was a kind of the first Indian community around there. My uncle and everyone, and um, growing up, went to school there, stayed there till I was ten. The time there was, um, I know people probably asking what you're doing here, yeah. which you probably <laughs> would, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'd, it's just growing up in the estate area, it was um, rough and tough, you know, mm. being through fucking some hard time, end mm. of the day, and um, seeing my parents there, being there, and as an Indian, you know how the German, they say it's not, it's not a racist country, but mm. they all put everyone in one, the cultural people, all everyone in one area, mm-hmm. so where mm-hmm. they stay. So this estate area, it was... Um, being a bad kid, I was like a asshole, really. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, getting into naughty stuff at a young age, theft, mm. um, not going to school, just naughty, just being wrong, basically mm. doing the wrong things that I did not upsetting my parents. They wasn't happy. They wanted a better life for me. So um, I come to a stage where they decided to send me here because my mom's side, everyone's here, okay. my uncles and my cousins. So they had a decision to make, which probably was the biggest decision in their life. Mm-hmm. So um, they decided to send me here to have a better life. And uh, today, that's where I stand is here. And I've been through, been through quite a bit, you know, from being alone, 
suffer depression. Mm. Um, this is probably most of the family members, they don't even know themselves. So when they hear this, they probably think we didn't even know this, mm. but um, I've never come out, out of it really. Okay. Never told anyone about it because I like to keep things sometimes myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always al always had that little thing where you're on, uh, when I was young, I'm on my own and uh, basically crying by myself when I was a kid when I come here because I missed my parents because the hardest thing in my life was probably was going to that airport and looking back and seeing my mum and dad cry mm. and everyone else. That's because it was a hard thing. Yeah, it's a mental thing. And as a 10-year-old, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's happening here mm. or what's going on. So you were 10 when you came over? I was 10 years old. When and was German your first language? Punjabi was my first Punjabi language. Punjabi was your first language. <laughs> yeah. so my dad's from India. Right, okay. So yeah. Punjabi first, first German, German second. And English, English I didn't know. I didn't have a clue about wow. English. So I didn't you, know nothing about so you've English. you've only learned English from the age of 10. 10. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then um, it was just hard. Time. It was just hard. That moment was very hard. 10 years old. You wouldn't know. You'd look back. And why are they all crying? Like, mm. you know, I could. I was thinking, man, I'm going for a holiday. I'd of probably course. be back. Of course. I know what they said that, you know, go England. The plan was to give it a go. See how it goes. That's what my uncles told my mom, and, mm. which was good. And um, it was hard that day. I remember sitting on the plane at 10 years old on my own. And... Uh, going to another country to start a new life wow. and things started and uh, it was the good it was better for me basically mm. because the way i grew up in germany there was only one way that we you know gonna end up either prison or, or dead. gangs or dead or mm. some i would have done something i didn't want to disappoint my parents that was one thing in my life that i could never do mm. is disappoint them they mean the world to me mm. and um yeah and i ended up here and i went school world screen mm. Coming year six or year five, it was. Mm -hmm. I come, I was ten years old. I did not know English. Wow. No English at all. Basically, I didn't know nothing. Yeah. I was like a fresh off the boat. That's <laughs> just come from India <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, and uh, had to go through a lot of stuff as a kid because knowing not knowing English, uh, making friends was hard. Mm. But um, it was just very difficult to be fair, and uh, the way I just gone through it I cried as a kid I remember going home walking from school I had no friends and this is when I first come over mm -hmm. and uh, walking that long road in hands of going to home and crying and just being upset missing my parents mm -hmm. because we, a 10 year old kid would of course you know you're on your own you don't know you know you don't know how you feel and it's just very different unexplainable to people that unless they've been through it mm -hmm. themselves they mm -hmm. know how it feels and it was hard it was hard times and um slowly slowly things started changing for me you know i just started again thinking in my head the one thing i always said to myself in life is that it's all about you know you're brief you got two arms two legs you're not worse than others no there's people out there in life that are going through a lot worse than mm. yourself so i always that's the one thing one of them second is that the only person that's going to believe in you is yourself if you can't believe in yourself and having faith in yourself then you know I strongly believe that you know people believe in like laws of attraction the universe and i think personally you are your universe mm -hmm. you are what you think in it you become what you think so absolutely things change for me you know if i didn't have if i didn't want to become like my parents or everything i took a lot of criticism in life as well like you can't do this my parents had to because they sent me here as far asian families are mm -hmm. they'll put you they'll put a lot of people down they like to say oh he ain't gonna do nothing of course of course he ain't gonna make it or why you sent him there for my parents had to hear all that then um it was like a it was me against the people as well mm -hmm. to prove them wrong mm -hmm. that you know what 
I'll fuck it, I've made it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I am who I am. I'm a yeah. good person. I've not turned out wrong. A lot of people expected me to come here and take advantage and of it. Yeah, and fail. Mm. Become a druggie, junkie, do whatever I can. You know, make most of it because my parents ain't here. But um, ended up good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> still looking good. So, you know, <laughs> you got plenty of friends. We were just talking just before this interview as well. How many mutual friends we've got as well? Yeah, right? definitely. Because yeah. um, so. I think that's interesting what you've touched on there. You've said a couple of things there that I've just made notes of. So one is you become what you think and believe yeah. in yourself. Yeah. This is something that I now as a bloody 32 year old yeah. have to say affirmations and implant that in my head now. And I think indirectly because you've been put in that situation, you have to develop that yourself and it's giving you some strength. So although you might not have seen it as a strength then, it's built you into the person that you are now, which definitely, I think is fantastic. Because a lot of people listening to this probably had a lot more shelter. Yeah. Whereas you were by yourself and you're yeah. thinking, I've only got these two hands and legs. Yeah. And just speaking on those two hands and legs now yeah. that you knew you had, you've done incredible things with those. Yeah. Um, which I just want you to tell the audience well, about as well. It all started with a fight at school, basically. Okay. Because when I was in Germany, I was a bit of a tempered kid. Mm. You know, not that I love violence, but mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, so yeah. when I come here. Um, I was into I got into a few fights and uh, this is my first first few months here already mm. at school and my uncle goes to me my mom's brother he goes you know you got suspended from school you just come over here mm. in basically mm. Punjabi because I couldn't speak English of course and so yeah. from there it started and uh, he goes well I'm gonna send you to to a kickboxing gym mm -hmm. and I go oh they don't give it a go there's nothing thing I just I'll just go yeah, yeah, yeah. by then I made friends I had good friends by then you know people that were around me mm -hmm. and the uh, school friends and um, I took one friend with me and said let's let's give it a go see what it's about yeah. my uncle wants me to go okay and I uh, walked into the gym and um, from there I never looked back I was never just suddenly I found a talent that I was a good mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. it was so it wasn't actually beating people up but yeah. it was something I had in me and I used that a lot if it wasn't for that I think that sports and combat sport fighting and all that helped me mm -hmm. In a way, my ha using my hands and feet, my mentally, if it, it made me better, your energy, and focus more, energy change, yeah. mm -hmm. everything. Like if I was upset at home or if I was feeling down, I'll, I can go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, I use that a lot, and then that just made me who I am. Mm -hmm. From there, it just kick started. I've had amateur fights. Mm -hmm. I went to turn pro in mm -hmm. Thai boxing. I had loads of numerous fight all over the place. I went India to fight. I had a pro MMA fight, fought in the wow. cage. Um, had over 20 pro kickboxing fights it's incredible amateur boxer I was as well I was mm. boxing for St. Francis in Birmingham fantastic yeah so I had a good chance I was even told to stick to boxing at mm. one point because mm. I could have been pro in that but wow. I just loved kicking and I love, the, I love the big stand I just <laughs> love everything thing. else okay and uh yeah, so that's where it all started with my hands and feet, and it kicked off. Then that's, that's amazing, my career kicked off, and, that, and I think that's where I I saw your Instagram stuff yeah. initially because I know my wife told me a little bit about you because you went to the same school, yeah. and she said it's really inspiring. You've come from a completely different country, yeah. and you found your way in yeah. life. And uh, I remember going to we spoke about this just before the podcast, going to Aston University, yeah. which is what ten miles from my house. I can get there in fifteen minutes, yeah. and I was homesick. So Monday yeah. to Thursday. By the time Thursday comes, I, I couldn't wait to get home on a Friday. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it's like for a 10-year-old kid to kind of have to yeah. do that. But I know now we've spoken, obviously, before this, you go home a lot now and you visit in Germany quite, yeah, quite often. Yeah, I spend much of time with my family. I, can. I personally think that nowadays, 
the generation now they forget about mm. their parents and they forget about the older lot like like I spend a lot of time with my parents because the dif- difference with me is that I've not actually I've lost a lot of time with them growing up here of course, and not being with them so be going back and then every time spending time with them means the world to me mm. and I personally you, you can you're not a man if you don't spend time no, with no, your family I agree. And I'm sure they're very proud of how far you've come now they are yeah they mm. are very very proud but uh, the most important thing is my dad always tells me is the only person that should be proud is are you proud are you happy with that that's what matters personally I'm proud of myself that's a brilliant message that's the best thing to I love that message as well and that's something that I try and get through this podcast as well is that the way we look at ourselves and our self-worth and self-love is the most important thing because it's nice getting plaudits from the person next door or somebody across the road but until you start loving yourself and believing in yourself you get it that's when the magic I do something like this is something I don't tell many but Mm. um, I wake up in the morning and uh, I speak to myself in the mirror I love it and there's a reason why I do it Mm. because um I went to see someone about three years ago mm-hmm. and he helped me the way to think and uh, why, how to change negativity into positivity mm-hmm. and how to feel great about yourself. So he said, do something like talk to yourself. I looked at him and I thought, oh, talk to myself. <laughs> yeah. But it actually works. Mm. So I realized that your mindset starts from the time you wake up. You know, when you put your feet touch the floor, yeah. that is when your mind starts working. Mm. And whatever you think, what thought you wake up with, mm. So if you wake up negative, your day is going to be negative. Mm, mm. If you wake up positive, you're positive. So I walk to the mirror and I've got this little write-up where I just say, I, I am positive. I am rich. I am blessed. Yeah. I am my own God. I am this and that. So, and I talk to myself yeah. and then I say to myself, I'm going to have a great day, day today. Mm. Or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it helps me. Yeah. That's something that really helps me. I know some people might think, you know what, that's that, but that is something that, that really, really helps someone. It's a mental thing and mm. it's like a, you're mentally getting stronger and your mind, you, you're basically transforming your mindset into straight positivity mm. and you're looking forward to the day then. It can rain out there, it can snow. Even when I look, when it's snowing and it's shit weather, I'll say, it's, oh, it's all right. Mm. Don't stop me doing nothing. Of I'll course, drive. of course. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the mindset how people, yeah. And I know a lot of people that wake up in the morning, say example, mm. Monday, I hate Mondays. Absolutely. That's the first negative word yeah. that you say to yourself is, mm. I hate. Mm. Why do you hate? Mm. Go and do what you got to do. Come home, make a plan. Yeah. Think of it. I love that. So it's one of them things. I love it. As you were saying, I just opened up my diary. So I have every morning five thoughts and it's similar to yourself. I am powerful. I am strong. Yeah. I am wealthy. I am perfect. Every yeah. single morning. That's the best thing. And yeah. it's only something I've been doing recently as well, but it's so important like what we feed our mind. Yeah. So you're an athlete, you know definitely. what it's important to feed your body. To obviously oh, definitely, and you're physically yeah. strong. Definitely. But if this is weak, then there's everything, no point, yeah. there's no point of it. There's no point being, you know, having the best body, but if your mind ain't right, you Absolutely. know, it's the same with the fight game. Mm. You can be very good in the gym, you can be ripped, you can be whatever, but if your mindset's wrong and your mind ain't in the fight, mm. you might as well say you lost the fight. Yeah. Because it's not there. You lost it before you started. Yeah, but... A lot of people don't realise that. So, so my mind is a powerful thing. I don't think people realise that. I, I think you're right there. I think it's becoming a bit more, and this is probably because I look into that field thing. Now, yeah. So you've got a lot of mindset coaches and a lot of people talking about yeah. it. But when I hear it from someone like yourself who's put it into practice in an arena and done it on an international stage, I find it a lot more authentic and real. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm glad you said that. And it was actually one of the next questions I was going to ask you was about your routine. Yeah. So I love athletes. And if I could... If I could have a separate podcast to this, it would be just interviewing athletes because I think it takes a certain type of person to get to the top, yeah, yeah. to stay at the top, 
to have that mindset because it isn't like you said it ain't all about your physical attributes you can mm. be the hardest hitter but if, if you ain't right here yeah. and somebody's got it more clued on there they're going to outperform you Floyd Mayweather definitely, as an example yeah, definitely, yeah. so um, what I want to ask you is this was my next question yeah. what do you do until the time you go to sleep so obviously you woken up you've spoken to yourself in the mirror now Yeah. what are the kind of rituals or habits do you do in the day I can say I can go back to when I was fighting basically okay. yeah, yeah. what I used to do was um, used to train twice a day mm-hmm. or three times pushing it depending coming to a fight waking up in the morning go for a jog because I'm just, like, just going back when I was at school mm-hmm. my uncle used to work this secondary school and I was competing then amateur level and I was going to turn pro and I remember my uncle waking me up he used to come from a night shift four in the morning mm-hmm. before I go to school he used to make me go for a jog wow. go for a run wow. so the dedication you, yeah. I was 14 wow. to 16 this was and the dedication was built in me already mm-hmm. having that war- warrior mentality and that listen you gotta train hard mm-hmm. maintaining one weight so what we used to do is train three times a day say max and uh, diet so when you wake up in the morning you run check your weight come home eat you gotta watch what you eat as well mm. you have a nutritionist watching what you eat if you don't have a nutritionist some people do it themselves which is good as well so my daily used to routine used to be that and especially school days was going to school all day watch what i eat at school wow this is the time when no one hardly knew and realized <laughs> i was in year eight nine yeah. i was just my name was just coming out and not people knew that i was no one knew that i was doing it mm. only later on people found out coming from school finish school come home grab my bag don't do no homework <laughs> grab my bag <laughs> training bag yeah go straight to the gym two hour session and then back home eat food go bed then after that when i left school it was the only thing that changed was there was no school time mm-hmm. so that's when three times a day training started it's running in the morning training from different things like strength speed mm-hmm. sparring session pad work wow different sessions and it used to be three times a day eating right any day you used to just go basically mm-hmm. and then um coming home in the evening afternoon chilling with the family and then in the evening if you feel good you go for another jog and this is when it comes to an eight-week camp fight camp your aim is to get fit get mentally strong and get your weight down as well mm-hmm. depending on what weight division you fight at and then it's just carried on like that for i've done that for a good 15 years to be fair wow. i've been training since i was 10 still do it now but um, from the fighting fit and fighting professionally, mm. I stopped at 25. My last okay. fight was 24 when mm. I was in India. I fought abroad and um, times change. But I still keep the same similar routine. Like I still go for a jog here and there. Like I can wake yeah. up, go for a run you know, in the morning. And I love going running in the morning, like 4 or 5. I love that. I love that. St- like it's the fresh air. You're more of a me now. Yeah. I feel like I need to go for a run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for a run. Go yeah. work. And especially with my job now, you know, we do shift work. So... I work everything around it. Mm. And the only thing that keeps me going is my mind, mm. basically. Your body can get old as much as it wants, but if your mind is strong... If you can control your mind. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, it's your mind that tells you you're tired even before your body is as well. Yeah. And that's something we need Definitely. to kind of battle with. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. And I just want to touch on that. So you've, you've done this for like 15 years. Yeah. I had a very, very short period. And this is kind of like something that I, I celebrate where yeah. I trained like an athlete. As in, I, I got myself under an Olympic coach yeah. for boxing. What I was doing was I was copying national champions. So when they were training three times a day, I was doing the same. Because yeah. I knew I got into the game late. And yeah. I really wanted to go nationals. So I was training and I was copying them. I was eating the right stuff. And I can understand what you're saying there. I'm not yeah. sure if the listeners will get this. But there is a point where your body and your mind are in sync. 
that you do stuff that you think shit how am I doing this because yeah. you're training so much you're doing so much and the reason I say that is because now I go to the gym and people yeah. know me as like a personal trainer or whatever but the intensity that I had for those two years yeah. is 10 times more than now what I can't do is bring that intensity back here so now when I go to the gym the moment I'm tired I'll, I don't know I just kind of think okay let's go back home and I start doing some work yeah. and I wish I could transform those two years of a true athlete's mindset into now are you able to still do that now so you know how you were training at 25 can you still bring that element back or is it a matter of when you're not competing yeah it's difficult to do i know exactly yeah that, does that make sense yeah that makes sense mm. you're right there especially the copying part mm. that's exactly what i used to do because watching people like the running i got from obviously my uncles told me mm. running in the mornings and everyone that fighter mentality and i used to watch people like tyson and knowing the jog in the morning yeah. and you watch these videos yeah. and clip and that's the copying part like just yeah, like you yeah. said yourself you copy it and of you course. do it but that's the only way to get these people are there to inspire you of course you learn from them mm. so that's where like Mayweather says you know while my opponent sleep 2am in the morning I'm going for a run exactly so exactly. I got one ahead of him yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a very good copying mm. it's not a bad thing it's doing something that they're doing and then it works on you but um, going to transforming it if I wanted to do that now and everything um, I pro- I could, mm. like I said, it's um, it's in my head, mm. and you boy, it's the older you get. I do believe as well, laziness kicks in, yeah. you know, and responsibilities change, and people, yeah. you know, you have a lot more other things to do, you know, you work, people get, you know, relationships, everything just changes. But in your head, you gotta if you have like a notebook and you put, mm. write everything down that like, today I'm gonna do this, tomorrow I'm do this. You know, you can write a routine down and it still can be done. It still mm. can be done. There's nothing impossible in life. I agree. People told me I could never speak English. I'm never going to learn English. <laughs> Your English is better than mine. <laughs> I'm, <just> better language. <laughs> I'm never going to speak English. Or uh, at school, I used to get picked on here and there. Mm. Not as in, you know, just not picked on, but just laugh at. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, course. you can't speak English mm. or my cousins would say it or... And I think, you know what? I realised now, nothing's impossible. Mm. Even when I was going through that depression point, no, I was sad, I used to upset, cry. I never used to tell my family, no one used to know. I used to be on my own, I used to like be on my own, just cry and miss my parents. But then, while I got, while time went along and I got older, I realised that, you know what, nothing's impossible, I could mm. do anything I want. You know mm. what, I'm, there's people worse than me out there, what yeah. am I crying about, yeah. what is wrong with me? You know what I mean, I can do this. I love that. And that's it, and today I'm here. And I think today, right now, I'm probably in the most strongest mindset. Like, I just believe in myself that I'm a lion. Yeah, I'm unstoppable. That's brilliant. Whatever I do, you know, anything I can feel I do, that aura from you. Just, know, even when yeah. I first met you and you're coming, I was like, I love this. That's the good. That's a lot of people. You know, to be fair, yeah. I got that few times. They feel the good energy, yeah. and it's good energy because I pass. When you pass positive energy you, to someone, they get it themselves. You got me excited. Yeah. Before we started this, you could see how happy I was. Yeah. I, was like, I can't so wait to get that's this going. The best thing to do is the mm. vibrations between two people. That's energy straight away. You send it to them. Yeah, and you want to spend time yeah. with people like that. That's it. Because yeah. I, I, one thing I have to do is there's certain people in say family or friends yeah. who all they do is negative, 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 and when it's your family and friends, you can't always cut them out. Yeah. So what I have to do is limit my conversations with them, or yeah. if I'm in there, if I'm in their proximity, it's literally like. How you doing? And then I walk away yeah, because okay. I don't want that. You, you know, I want, I want these kind of relationships. And this is where a lot I'm of complaining point. nowadays in life. A lot of complaining. And on the grand scheme of things, yeah. and the people I've interviewed on this, and including yourself, their problems, the, the, you know, they're, they're trivial, they're minor compared yeah. to what you guys have been through. Nobody's been uplifted from their parents to have to learn a third language to yeah. then, you know, be fighting and then not understanding what people are saying about them to then having to develop their own mind at such a young age yeah. where I'm here now as a, as a 32 year old still trying to develop my mind. 
yeah. and I'm seeing people who I'm actually working with now who are older than me still trying to develop their minds. So yeah. I think it's you should be very proud, firstly, and I think it's commendable that you've been able to do that. Yeah, and it's, especially it's true. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. It's mm. um, it's that fuck it attitude, ain't it? Like yeah. I've read on your podcast before, you know, it's one of that attitude. Yeah, yeah. So you can't give a fuck about anything. Mm. Fuck what people think. Mm. Fuck what anyone thinks, really. And do what makes you happy. And yeah. if you can't work on yourself, mm. you're never going to get out that blockage. Like mm. it's a circle around you. Like we've seen it a lot with a lot of people, like mind cultures, people saying it. Like they put a dot in the middle and they put a circle around mm. it. That dot is you and you can't get out that comfort zone. That. Like you're just that in that energy. middle. Yeah. You have to break through it. Mm. And that's what it is. Like, I had a friend mate phone me two weeks ago saying oh, I want a car and I said to him you phoned me to tell me you want a car mm. well how about you think to yourself that I am going to get mm. I'm going to have that car or believe that you're already in that car believe in yourself like I said before yeah, yeah. there's no one else going to believe in yeah. you you know what I mean it's yeah, only yeah, yourself absolutely, absolutely. you can't ask phone someone can you believe in me <laughs> you know what I mean? and I think, <laughs> but this is the thing though this is what the world wants they want validation yeah. of everyone else that's it Yeah. because uh, I knew this interview was coming up and I, I try and learn about the person a little bit. Yeah. I took myself back into those two years. And the key to my success in those two years was decision. I would just yeah. make a decision and believe it. So there's an analogy when somebody says, I'm trying to quit smoking for a bit. Yeah. Or somebody who just says, I don't smoke anymore. Yeah. They're two different types of people. The person who doesn't smoke anymore will, will not be tempted. Right. And nobody will really ask him. Whereas somebody's like, oh, I've stopped smoking for a bit. They're most likely going to get asked in a crowd, yeah. do you want one? Or they're going to be very, very tempted. It's kind of, You've got to make your own identity. You do. If that makes sense. Saying the the word I tr- I'm trying. Mm. Change that try to I am not. Little words, how you think and what you say. Your language. You know, yeah. you speak it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's raining today. I, oh, I can't go for a run. Mm. You know. How about you say, I will go for a run when the rain stops a bit. Yeah. Rain is not going to kill you. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the, it's the mind thing, yeah, to yeah. be fair. It's it's hard. It's hard. I know what where people come from. Like for me, suffering from being judged, being mm. criticised going through depression at a young age, you know, feeling alone and um, overcoming them things, it's just, um, it's not as easy, but mm. I want people to know that they're not on their own, mm. you know. I know people, it's hard to explain to someone how you feel, but they need to realise that you're not on your own because first of all, there's people a lot worse than what of they're course, going through, you know. Second, you're breathing, you know, you got two arms, two mm. legs, you put got a roof over your head. You get food on the table. It ain't end of the world. Mm. Never think that, mm. and just feel strong about yourself. Believe in yourself. Mm. Like never give up, and that's one thing I think in the Asian community as well. You're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Don't worry. You're just crying or you're just upset. It's like, a taboo. You don't know what's going Asian through. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what's going through the person's head mm. or what's happening. And me as a young kid, I remember them little things when I was on my own and crying and all sorts it was, it was quite hard mm. and a lot of family members don't know this to be fair but I overcome it in a way that it was that fuck it attitude like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna prove people wrong mm-hmm. even though I didn't care what people think but I used that as a I'm gonna prove them wrong that I turned out good mm. and I turned out I'm doing achieve things that they can't they so can. I used them as a as fuel basically yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I used them as and carried on like that and my mind just got stronger and stronger mm. and anything even today like I meet people who are having a bad day and I turn their mindset it's just me talking it's to deception, them deception isn't it yeah. it's, it's, how, it's, how, it's how you see it um, and I think you touched on it there so you've been doing this since you were 10, 10 pretty 10. much and that's probably why you're better at it than most people you build I think the important thing people should take away from this 
um, episode is make it a habit. Yeah. So how you go to the toilet at night or how you go have a shower every morning, it needs to become a habit of the way you speak to yourself of how yeah. you see stuff. So another good thing I do, other than these five things, I do gratitude yeah. journal as well. So I used to do it every morning, which yeah. is fine, but somewhere along like the day after a bit, it kind of rubs off. Yeah. So if something bad happens, even myself, I'm guilty of sometimes looking at the negative. Yeah. What I do now, I do it on the night as well. Yeah. So I'm doing gratitude as soon as I wake up and before I go to sleep, it's just helping me in my natural vibes and everything. It's very hard for me to not be grateful for what I have. Like you said, yeah. I've got two hands and a feet. I've got health, touch wood at the minute. I've got no diagnosis of any illnesses or nothing. Yeah, definitely. I get to go on holiday when I want. I get to live the life I want. I'm blessed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I convince myself of that because, because I am. Never give up attitude, basically. You know, that's the best way to be. And being grateful. I've always been grateful. I've been brought up like that. My dad and like we come. From, I come from nothing. Mm. My parents come from nothing, and we have enough today to keep us happy, and yeah. that's all that matters, which is health. But you know, health is the most important thing, of course. And uh, you know, I've always been brought up in a way to think that stay humble as well mm. and be grateful. And that's one of your be down to earth. Yeah. And that's one thing about me. Like I love you know, that, and that's, that's something the, you preach on your. Instagrams and your yeah. Facebook as well about yeah. being humble always. and I love that because always I can relate to that so on my Twitter I just kind of say stuff that comes in my head it's kind of me talking to myself because yeah. then sometimes if I have a bad day my first thing in my head is go back to your Twitter yeah. and listen to how you talk so be that person that you say you're going to be yeah. and I wrote something the other day which says growing up I didn't have everything I wanted but I had everything I needed and that's literally how I grew yeah. up and, uh, and that's kind of like one of my taglines as well because I think my life is mm. bliss compared to yeah. so many other people that's what there. I mean yeah that's, what, that's why people it's hard for them they think they're humble but they're not really mm. they don't understand that how it, what it takes to be grateful mm. you have to believe in that you know what I'm happy and could you come from where you come yeah. from I suppose yeah. it's easy I come from nothing yeah. from a, coming from a rough estate and, <laughs> I can you imagine. know just a bit hard times it was it was a bit yeah. you know and I've seen you know looking at my friend Mm. He's buying new trainers and and you know we couldn't afford it back couldn't then, it, yeah, yeah. and it was hard back them Didn't days. They? You know what I mean? And now I'm sitting, I can afford what I want, but I still don't go and get what I want because I know I got enough. I don't need to. And you know that's shit. not gonna change your level of happiness. No, do you know it's what I mean? Because it's still here. It's not. Mm. Especially cars is a big example. My friends are always like, oh, why didn't you get yourself a new car? They're like, do I really need to? Mm. You know, my car. I'm humble in a way that my car takes me A to B. I'm happy. And that, that's what the purpose of a car is. That's it, yeah. You know so I mean? if you could treat yourself, treat yourself. Mm. But don't forget where you come from. People yeah, forget where they come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what happens. I agree. They really forget that's where they come from. That's a powerful lesson that is. I think, so I, I come from similar backgrounds. Yeah. Not not as bad as you in terms of like being uplifted, yeah, but yeah. very humble in terms of we had no money growing up. Yeah. And I remember the moment I got my first good job, yeah. it was in London, and I was earning more money than I knew what yeah. to do with. And I'm, when I say more money, I mean yeah. to me. To other people, it's probably a normal salary. So I had all this money, and I, was, I remember I was buying all this designer gear, these yeah. jeans and stuff. And if you go upstairs to the third bedroom there, yeah. all them jeans and all them t-shirts are just there, and I hardly wear them. Because yeah. very quickly I realised that doesn't make me happy. What makes me happy is being able to do this or help people help or people. give content and that kind That's of stuff. That's the best thing you can do. You best know, helping people is one of the best things as well. Mm. Even if it's the slight, the littlest thing, like, explaining something to of them course, of course telling them how if they're saying the day's been bad try and help them be, their day being better I don't know have a joke yeah, make yeah, them laugh or just tell someone just you make someone smile yeah it's best, a big thing in the world. but growing up humble and down to earth is probably the, my first thing that I take in my heart 
The first thing they learn is respect, being humble and down to earth. Mm. The rest can come after. That's the biggest thing. I think the world would be a better place if everyone had those three yeah. lessons. Because there's no greed then. Like a lot of people are there's a lot of greed out there as well. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? There's a lot of com- competition. Too much competition. A lot of com- a lot of mm. people compete with the, with others or their mates or their family members. Like I've always told my parents, like, listen, don't worry what people mm. say. Let them talk. Let them be. If they think what they want, let them think what they want. They're jealous, they're hating, they got a negative mm. problem which they need help in, but they don't understand that. Especially in our community, Indian community, mm-hmm. AC, they won't know that. They don't understand this kind of stuff. Mm. Theirs is like, if you can, if I can get it, why can't you? Mm. Why don't you do this? Why mm. don't you do that? But what they don't realise, the other person might be happy. Yeah. You know, they're happy with what it is. is and I learned that from my dad. My dad's yeah. one kind of person, like, he always says to me, my kids are happy, mm. we're healthy. I got roof over my head and he, that's it mm. and he always used to say that his whole life and I it drilled into my head now even though I didn't grow up with them but but the lessons I remember you the, remembered yeah I remember these me. things and now I always when I sit at home that's why I got that little ripe up, up top of the mirror and I, I love that look at it and I even got one saying that I'm, I'm rich yeah, yeah. And you I'm healthy yeah. I'm wealthy mm. I've got everything I want you keep saying that the things that you don't you don't expect they'll come to you anyway then yeah. you're attracting that already of course, of course. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's like I said, it's not easy for people out there. But it's hard. But it's I, hard. I, lo- I love that you've shared that because that's literally how I think. Yeah. So we just before we started this episode, I, I told you I'm selling this house now. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we're going to get ourselves a smaller apartment. And to other people, it's going to be like, shit, you're giving up a, a big house for a small little apartment. Yeah. For what? But for me, it's my happiness. My wife's yeah. going to give up work. Yeah. We're going to be together. I don't care that I don't own my house. That doesn't bother me. <coughs> I don't care if my family or friends say oh you don't own a house anymore <coughs> listen yeah. n- not many people do own the houses the yeah. banks own the houses for a start but secondly it doesn't bother me i've got no ego in relation to that what i am doing yeah. is controlling my own life i'm living life on my own terms Perfect. and my wife's happy best that's way. all that matters that's the best way and going back to banks on that to be fair we don't own nothing in life <laughs> exactly nothing we don't we're, own we're here for a very very short amount of time yeah. we're leasing almost everything yeah. in life do you know what i mean we don't own nothing and all you own only thing you own is your own happiness and your own mindset and yourself absolutely and like you said you and your wife are happy that's all you care about Mm. a lot of other people out there they care about their kids and their parents and that's what they should be Mm. it's i think time is more valuable than money you know what i mean the most most important commodity you can get money all day long you'll get that forever but Mm. time you never get that back and that that's me saying it because that time i lost with my parents i'll never get that back back. that'll never come back yeah me growing up as uh, most of my friends used to go back school, they'll open the door, go back home, sorry, they'll open the door, and their mom and dad are there. Mm. No, I didn't have that feeling. I didn't know what it's like growing up with parents or what it's like being with yeah. a mom and dad. And my mom and dad had to go through a lot. They had to cry, you know, their eyes out every day of I can of only life. imagine. I mean, I'm not a parent yet. I can only yeah. imagine how hard that must have been as well. It was, yeah, you know and I, mean? um, I always said to my mom and dad, I said, you know what, there's people out there that have lost you know their parents in wars mm. and there's wars going on now and people are you know dying and i said don't worry i'm fine and everything's good and i always gave him that positive energy and that thing that i'm gonna do well don't worry yeah. nothing will come yeah. off it and i will never basically we say flop come mm. here and flop. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. so um yeah i'm gonna prove everyone wrong don't worry and um <clears throat> same people that used to criticize us they don't even want to look at me now yeah yeah to yeah, be yeah. fair yeah. and you know what i still pull my hand out and shake them yeah. because that's not the way I've of been course, brought up course, yeah, yeah. 
just because they hate you doesn't mean you have to hate back. Mm. Don't go on to their level. Yeah. And most likely, the reason that they have these kind of uh, opinions or something towards yourself is because really it's an opinion about themselves. So when they see you doing stuff or saying you're going to do something, they believe they can't do it. And that's what it is. I had it, I mean, when I was 25, I mean, 25 is late, and I was like 42 pounds overweight, heavier than I was now, tits and everything. And um, when I wanted to go in boxing, every single person close to me, other than my mum and like my brother and like my immediate family, were like, you can't do it. Straight away. Like, the, they had already decided my fate and yeah. I was like, this is incredible. How, how do you guys know? You haven't seen yeah. me try. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't as good as when I was 17 when I first died. Yeah. But I was like, how? But because <laughs> I was so like focused, I was Focus like, I think I can do something because yeah. I had an Olympic coach who told me I could do it. And I was like, surely his opinion in that field matters a little bit more than your opinion. Yeah. But then saying that, if I never had that guy tell me that, yeah. I probably would have believed him and I probably would never have tried it. And I still say to this day, those two years were the best two years of my life. Yeah. I never achieved the things that I wanted to achieve, but yeah. I built my character and I built my yeah. strength and I built so much about me as a person yeah. in those two years that I think is really important. And that was me literally ignoring people's opinions. So I definitely urge people, shut the up. Thing. The thing is that when people, th- when people say to another person, you can't do it, who are they though? Who are really? They? Mm. They're nobodies. Mm. They just feel like that about themselves, that they can't do it, so you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's good in a way because... When you start thinking like that, you get stronger and you think to yourself, you know what, that's true. Who are they to tell me? And you, That's why sometimes that period of my life where I got criticised, judged, I probably still get it now, people, but they won't do it to my face. But yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. You know, but you need them people sometimes mm-hmm. because they've got an pro- issue with themselves, in within themselves. Of course, of course. But they're taking it out on others. Mm. But you need these people because you use them as a competitive thing. Like, mm. you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it helps you, it pushes you even more. And it's just brilliant. I get it. I, I used to have brilliant. this quote for the whole two years on my, it was on my wallpaper on my phone. Mm-hmm. And it was, I do it because I can. I can because I want to. I want to because you said I couldn't. Yeah. And that's what it was. Because there were so many people that said I couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to go and do this now. Yeah. Almost to prove them wrong. That's so yeah. I, I, I get that. But I he, yeah, it's a, it's very hard. But um, like I said, everyone goes through so much through life. You mentioned the depression thing earlier. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you found fighting as your way of kind of releasing energy and helping you. And I know the benefits of exercise on mental health and depression. How did you overcome it? Or is it something that you still feel you battle with now? I think um, I don't have it no more now, Mm -hmm. basically, in a way. But back then, when I was a kid, I didn't know it was depression. Okay. But it was, but I realised after what it was. Because going in your room, locking yourself up and crying is just, as a Mm 12-year-old... And I was 10 to 12. That's when it was the main period. And it was a bit more... You wouldn't realise and you think, why am I crying? You mm. just, you know, but that's what's going on. Your head is telling you that on your, you're on your own. you got no one there. Your mum and dad are so far away. You know, you have all these thoughts going through your head. Mm. And the negative thoughts, basically. And it started from there. And uh, I worked myself in a way thinking, um, first of all, sports was helping me anyway keeps your mind off things mm. you know like i always say to people find a hobby don't have to be combat sport or mm. have to do any sport it could be anything you know sitting playing on playstation yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. sometimes it gets your mind off things yeah. your mind somewhere else absolutely and the way i overcome it is basically i just um one day i just come home and um i think to myself i'm about 14 now and i ain't done it in ages and i was thinking to myself hold on i felt alone and i was sitting there i was thinking um no one cares about me you know I want to go back to Germany. I don't want to be here no more. 
But then um, I started thinking, these people started coming all in my head that criticised me and judged my fam, my parents basically and everything. And I said, if I go back now and give up, I've got to hear that for the rest of my life. Mm. And my mum and dad will have to hear that. Say, you didn't make nothing of yourself. You didn't done nothing. So at 14, I have to think of, and most 14 year olds. We don't think about that stuff. <laughs> they don't think about that <laughs> no stuff. No chance. I have to prove, I have to think in my head and think, you know what? I thought, oh, I can't do this. I ain't going to give up. No matter how hard it becomes, I will not give up. Mm. I will stay here and prove everyone wrong. And I'm not telling everyone that it's easy to do. You know, depression is it's a very, I don't think it's looked into as much as it should be. And um, it's quite hard and not many people can overcome it because they feel like there's no one there. Of course. You know what I mean? Of and to, like, I've done it the hard way. Like, I didn't speak to no one. Mm. I used my, myself as in, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'll prove them wrong, and I'm going to give it a go. I'm not going to give up. And then I never gave up from there carried on so and you, I went through a lot of stuff through throughout then as well mm. I lost my grandparents in India my mo- my dad's mom and dad both died day after each other I had to, and especially a funeral there it's a very different thing I can imagine back home. Um, <clears throat> I've lost fights mm. that's made me feel down you know I've, I've had shit performances at fights mm. I've been criticised judged again this is when I'm 18, 19 mm. so through my whole life there's been bits and bobs but I had that one thing in my head. I don't give a fuck. Mm, mm. I am not going to give up. Mm. And I'm going to carry on. Mm. And today, the people respect you for it. You know, mm. people think, you know of what, course, you're, you're a strong-minded person. Yeah, definitely. And now, I'm just, the older I'm getting, I feel like um, my body might not be the same that it was when it was 18. I'd like mm. fire and then got the punches, got the kicks, yeah, yeah. speed, whatever. But in my head, I'm still that lion and mm. it's still there. Mm. And if I have to do something, I know I can do it. My body might have to be shattered. But it probably needs a soul. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. But even if it's not fighting or whatever it is, or training. Using that mindset. It is, yeah. Even if I, they say people lose their jobs, they get redundant. Mm. They're baffled. They don't know what to do. They go to a pub, they start drinking. Mm. You know, because they don't. You just think, you know what? Fuck it, ain't end of the world. Mm. You know, walk through that door, be happy, mm. see your family whatever, girlfriend, kids, whatever, smile, saying, you know what, tomorrow's another day. Absolutely. Simple as that. Absolutely. And that's the way it's to overcome things. It's hard. It. It's it's not as easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but, mm. you know. Yeah. I, th- I think you've got a unique mindset. Yeah. You've got like an athletic, like like a, a top, top level mindset. Yeah. But the things you're saying is, you're not saying you don't feel it as well. Yeah. You still feel still, yeah, the still. pain. You still feel the struggle of waking of course, up before yeah. You're not Superman. Like no. nobody wants to wake up and run in the cold, but you have to do it because it's necessary. You have to. And if, you, if, you, if we can train ourselves, whether it's through exercise, combat sports, or whatever it is, yeah. like any goals we have, discipline, you can discipline yeah. yourself. Discipline That's yourself. really where you get your rewards. Yeah, discipline yourself. Mm. Like it's a, you have to discipline your mind and your, you have to think right. And it's mm. just, um, like, like you said, it's not easy, but what isn't easy, nothing's easy yeah. in life. And this is the thing, and I think, I'm not sure of the right word for it, but I feel... A little bit sorry for people who haven't been through the hardship in life or yeah. suffered as much because it's more difficult for them to put themselves in somebody like yourself's position. Yeah. See, the thing is, you had your back against the wall. You had no other oh, choice. Yeah, it's either, look, I quit and this is the end now <laughs> yeah. or I keep fighting forward and you're going forward, That's you know, it, yeah. swing by swing. It's true. Even as a kid, like when I was in Germany, going through being bad influence, through, I was only seven, eight and mm. I was doing theft and that and it's little crazy. kid, you know, I got, I got that's the, 
I think the only time, one thing I remember is getting my head kicked in by a bunch of 16 mm. year olds, me and my mate. I mean, we were seven years, eight years old, wow. but that was the life growing up in the estate. Mm. And I think coming from, coming from Frankfurt, the estate area there, and coming to Hansworth mm-hmm. was just as bad. <laughs> but yeah. I brought that mentality mm. to England that no one's gonna fuck with me and mm. I am who I am. Mm. That's it. And it helped me. Like, I don't remember, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I remember last time getting in trouble here in England, you know, I've just stayed disciplined and done what I had to do, found a talent, kept up with it, kept my head strong, you know, regardless of what happens in life, they're going to be ups and downs, storms are going to come, that's no matter what, it don't matter who it is, I don't care, you can be a celebrity, you can be a multi-billionaire, they're all going through storms and they all come through life where they're stressed and they're whatever, but they carry on, they They don't give up, you know, and... uh, that's the way to be, to be basically, mm-hmm. and I carried on. To be fair, I bought that same mentality. It took time, and like you said, I still you have ups and downs now. Mm-hmm. I have ups and downs now and then, but doing that thing like waking up in the morning and waking up it? positive, yeah. it helps loads. Yeah. And I hope people try that. They should try. No, it no, definitely. I mean, I, I've started it. I showed you. <laughs> yeah, I started. I've tried yeah. to get people to start it because um, it's important. And, and another thing that's important is you showed your vulnerability there. So. Yeah. We, I know you as this tough guy, yeah. you know, kicking ass all over, the, all over the world. But it's good to hear vulnerability of you as a human saying, look, I still struggle. That's it. But yeah. like you said, you've got two choices. You move forward or you go backwards. Yeah. And yours is always to go forward. Keep looking forward and don't look back, basically. Mm-hmm. If you start looking back, you're living in the past. Of course. Live in the moment. Because that's all we've got. in the future. That's yeah, it. That's all we've got. To be fair, forget the future and the past. Live in the Live moment. In the, yeah, I agree Live with in that, that moment. Yeah. You know, you wake up. That's your day. Live in that moment, that time that you got in that day. Every minute, hour, whatever counts. Yeah. And live in that moment. I love it. Future is a plan. Past is gone. Mm. Forget that. And uh, the moment is what you're going to do then. Mm. So whatever you do in the day, doesn't mean I'm telling people to train or whatever. Not Mm. as an athlete-wise, as a normal human being-wise. Find happiness first Mm. within yourself and think positive. And what your mind just starts changing itself. And just live in that moment. I love it. That's the best way. Brilliant, bro. I appreciate that. Great lessons there. Um, I want to ask you then an- another question then. Yeah. So I know you're not scared of like combat and stuff. Stuff that most people, a normal person on their own, will be scared <laughs> of <laughs> confrontation and stuff. Because obviously you've been there. And you, yeah. You're not just competing against a normal person off the road. You're competing against somebody who's trained yeah. probably just as hard as you. Yeah. But other than that, what else in life scares you then? You know what? I'll be honest. Mm. I've never feared anything, to be fair. The only thing I fear... And as in person, mm-hmm. it's probably my parents losing my parents. I don't fear nothing else. I can go back to the bottom. I know I'll rise up again. Mm-hmm. Nothing fears me. But um, we all know that we get old at one point and we're going to lose people we love. And it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And especially like me, like I haven't spent time with them as much course, as yeah. I wanted in my life. And I try my best. I do everything now. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people ask me, what you all, why do you go holiday? Come with your mates. And I can do that whenever. But that time I have off, I love it. I'll go home. Mm. <clears throat> and that time I spend with my mom and dad is the most important time mm. in my life. And I think if I fear anything, it's losing my parents in life, basically. Mm. But I, nothing else fears me. I could lose what I want. I could lose my house. I could lose my job. I could lose whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But um, You can't replace that. You can't yeah. replace certain things. Your parents are one thing that you can't mm. replace. Mm. Your loved ones, something you yeah, can't absolutely. replace. Absolutely. You know, and... Uh, that is my fear, basically. I we take, we take it for granted. Yeah, we do. And yeah, I fear yeah. that a lot. It's it's something that 
you know you gotta accept it mm. one day but yeah, yeah. it's i know and but you don't want it to come and that's the fear you have in it mm. but, but, you've got the, but you've got the right mentality though that every day is you basically seize the day yeah so you make the most of it yeah. do you know what i mean and I, i'm the same uh, i think that would probably be one of my biggest fears as well um my immediate family and obviously my wife yeah if you love that's ones, it yeah, no, don't you do and i know a lot of people use like dreams to inspire them mm. i sometimes use like my nightmares to inspire me so uh, i i sometimes i know it sounds a bit morbid but it's like just imagine if this is their everlasting do you know what I mean? And, exactly I, and I do I that think, and it fires yeah. me up to really yeah. give my all on the day because my my end game is for them to have the life that they've always wanted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And to be able to That's provide that for them. Definitely. So it fuels me because I'm like, the longer you take, the more chance it is of that day coming. That's it, yeah. That makes sense. And you're right. That is using that is basically, I use the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I always think the opposite. I think to myself, you know, God forbid something happens to them. Mm. That's why I book my ticket on the last minute yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. When I have that time off, it can be two days, three days. I'm there though. Of course. You know, catch the flight. I'm gone. You yeah. know what I mean? I could use that money to do anything I want. Mm. I can go anywhere in the world if I want to. Of course. And do yeah. what I want. But that time I spend with them. That's the best time. It's the best time. And uh, even if it's just sitting at home and just talking to them, having a laugh and just chilling. You can't be you now. There's no place like that's home. That's it, man. Say. Having <laughs> a little whiskey with your dad. You can't be <laughs> yeah, that at yeah. all. It's one of it's the best things, yeah, memories. and uh, that's the only thing I personally fear. Mm. Anything else, I don't fear. Like, you could throw me in the jungle with nothing, you know what I mean? I I'll believe you come out. I'll, do, I'll come <laughs> yeah. out what i got to do. And um, going back to the bottom, I'll rise back up. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared no more. Because, you know, once you've been there, yeah, you don't fear to be there again. Mm. Because you know how to work yourself up then. Yeah. Mm. You can be poor, rich, but they go, they're all still living. Mm. I went to India and... Uh, you see poor people, you see, you know, mm. how people live and how people are. They're still happy though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy, it's isn't it? It's crazy. Thing. They're still happy. I, I went to Thailand um, back end of last year and I remember this one particular family, it was a three generation family and they were just smiling in this very small hut with yeah. clothes on the line that didn't look like they were washed but they were washed. I don't mean that in any disrespectful way but the happiness, it was almost like an advert, you know, like when you watch these yeah, Christmas yeah. adverts and I walked past it with the wife and we were just walking back to the hotel I was like, that's bliss. I mean, look, mm. they've got, they've got each other, and that's actually enough. You know, those relationships, they have got happiness, love, and I was just like, I, I love that, and it did change my perception a lot coming back from a place like that. And I think, the, as people, especially in today's society, when we're so glued to our Instagram, and we should go out there, and we should look at these people and travel a bit of the world and yeah. see how lucky we actually are. But I went when I fought in India, I fought in Bombay, and mm. uh, it was um, the the poverty there was crazy and quite mm. poor. But I've seen the I remember going driving past in the car and on the right hand side there's a co- a mom with the two kids and they seemed happy they're smiling yeah. and the kids were playing and they end up they're in the dirt things like that change you you know you're gonna you experience things in life that change you and you think you know what what the fuck am yeah, I yeah, always yeah. complaining why about? am I complaining why am I complaining mm. but yeah going back to the fear yeah. that's the only thing I fear yeah, in yeah. life otherwise I don't fear anything to be yeah fair. I was gonna say yeah. fear. you don't seem like the guy who's scared of it yeah <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so I, I'm going to assume, obviously, your, your parents are your big motivation. Yeah. Um, but you're also, like, you're inspiring other people as well now. So you, when I talked about your Instagram yeah. and stuff, you're working with kids, you're working with world champions, champions at the minute yeah. as well. What keeps you motivated to still keep that up? Because I know you've actually got a day job as well, yeah. which we touched on earlier. So you work for Network Rowd, is it? Yeah, engineer. And you're an engineer yeah. and you do that full-time for it. When I see you, I just see you as an athlete, yeah, training yeah. people, and doing amazing things. What inspires you in, in terms of keeping that going? Is that just something that you just enjoy and it's part of your life, or have you got a bigger inspiration to do anything? 
to be honest, um, you know when it's been in you since 10 years old, it's mm. in, it is in your blood and you will never give it up. Mm. It's always going to be in you, that attitude, that fighter mentality, mm. that being there, done it. And um, it inspires me in a way that I used to do this. It's the world I lived. Mm. It was. It's what made me. I'm not. I'm not. When people say know me as me, they know me as the fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know me as nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's li- it's gonna live with me forever. Yeah. So that's why it pushes me to help others. I like to help others. Mm. I like to be in that environment, mm. that gym environment, mm. where kids are training. It reminds me of me. Yeah. Um, when these guys are training for big shows, big fights, and I'm holding pads for them, I'm mm. training them. It reminds me that I've been through this and I love it. Mm. And I think it's great. Yeah. And uh, girls, all boys, and we have students that are uh, little kids from girls to boys, and there's so much talent out there. Yeah. And I think it's just brilliant yeah. for them to instead of get off the couch of instead course, of sitting yeah, at yeah. home <laughs> playing on the computers, they're, yeah, they're in yeah. the gym. Do something active. Yeah, yeah I think it's it, it's gonna be in me forever. Like mm. I'll always, when it comes to that side, I'll always be there in that sport environment because that's something that stuck with me. Yeah, it's you. So, yeah, it's always there, and I'm always there to help them. Yeah. I think this interview is going to be interesting though when people listen to it because there's a lot more about this as well as you as a person Yeah. and I think you don't give yourself credit for how wise and how emotionally intelligent you are and how you think. I don't no, think honestly, you're right. Honestly, enough. because you've obviously taken a lot of knocks to the head as well yeah, you kept your intelligence. I have. Yeah. Um, because I listen to a lot of like entrepreneurs and world leaders yeah. and most people speak the same things so the thematics of everything is the same yeah. everyone's trying to motivate inspire say the right stuff yeah. but what it is we all have a different way of communicating now yours is obviously through your fight game mm. but some of the words you're saying today it's it's literally like i'm hearing it and you can see how excited i am when i'm sitting here because i've just heard someone like ed Milet killing it across the game saying the same stuff yeah so there's, there's obviously a secret to the success you know, there's a secret ingredient to it, which yeah. people have it. And whether it's making money or whether it's inspiring people or getting to the top of a fight game, the things you're speaking about are, are amazing. So hopefully this interview gives that. And I think mm-hmm. you should definitely try and showcase that more as well. We touched on mental health and this is something we'll take offline because I'm doing a couple of projects in mental health. So my mum suffered with it for eight years. So I know how yeah. serious it is. And, and I think having someone from a sort of health and fitness background into it there might be room for us to potentially work together or something to one help yeah, people yeah. support people and awareness and stuff so I'm excited for that because yeah, I think definitely. you've got more than just holding pads for people you've yeah. got a lot of like wise like, words yeah I like helping um, I, I do explain sometimes I don't see it I'm doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, sometimes if my friends or my family or even my parents sometimes mm. they have negative times or they're talking negative I'm thinking I'm explaining it to them and they think they probably look at everything. Where's this guy? <laughs> what school did he go to? Where's this, Where's this come from? Yeah, yeah. Some kid from the ghetto talking about what's going on here. Yeah, but it's but yeah. yeah, it's true. Like you said, you don't mm. realize you have that yeah. in your head. You have it. Yeah. Like you don't have to have a, a grade A, B, or a degree. Yeah. But if you got general knowledge in life and you know how to especially help people and make people happy, life experience. I know. Life experience yeah. is the main thing. I agree. I think now nowadays there's youths out there that lack that. Mm. You know what I mean? course parents want to give them everything on the plate mm. don't want to see them struggle but they're not going to experience life it's they're true. not going to know it's true no and i think the, the, the best <clears throat> lesson they could teach at school is how to control and understand your own mind which is something that you've had to do definitely because so, i don't remember last time using science yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually i use it a little bit for fitness but generally yeah. speaking yeah some of the stuff i learned at school <laughs> bloody hell I didn't know I had to pay tax and yeah, you know, exactly. cancel tax yeah. and car tax and all that. that. <laughs> of course, there should just be like a life school, I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that's something that I'll probably do with my kids because um, I'm not, 
I've done academics. Yeah. I've done the whole degree, the masters and stuff, and it's not really served me where I want to go. Like the stuff I want to do, I don't actually need any of that. So for me, it's like I've just wasted so many years. So when I get kids and stuff, I'd love first I'm gonna get them into like boxing because I love boxing, gymnastics, yeah, it, yeah. sports, all that sort of stuff. But generally speaking, when I think when they get to a certain age, if they find a passion or something they want to do, I'd support their choice. Them. Yeah, absolutely, their choice. And another thing I want to hit on is basically that a lot of people don't realise is when there's no difference between a girl and a boy. Mm. A girl can do anything that a boy can. 100%. I know girls that are tougher than boys. Yeah, I'm sure you do, yeah. And they're champions and mm. uh, I don't, I disagree with the thing that a female can't do what a male can mm. do. No, they can do anything, mm. anything that a male can, they I can agree. do. And nowadays, females are more successful than men, I personally yeah, yeah, think. They're yeah. really doing well. Yeah. And, um, I think it's just the individual, you just got to look at the That's what it is, yeah, because yeah. I get a lot of parents saying that, oh yeah, my boy's going to do this, my boy, but how about your girl? Like, of course, yeah. What I mean, she can't do that. Mm. You know, example like fighting or boxing. Mm. Oh, my boy, he might not want to do that, but your girl might become a world Absolutely. champion. And it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of female fighters now I'm seeing coming up as well. Oh, they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Very dangerous out there. <laughs> some dangerous word out there. I'm actually also as well going to bring on a female powerlifter. It's just a normal girl, like you wouldn't think nothing of it, but the power and technique and everything they got. All that fascinating, yeah. fascinating. Every little sport, is, it's got their own training and mm. there's hard in every sport Absolutely. Yeah. so but putting athlete and fighting to the side as a person mm. and human yeah. I've been through things but I'm still standing okay so there you've heard it the buzzer has gone off and now we're gonna put Raj through his paces and I'm gonna ask him the most random questions ever for 60 seconds so are you ready buddy yeah I'm ready let's go okay brilliant three two one what did you eat for breakfast uh, cereal the ability to fly or be invisible? Visible. Money or fame? Money. Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris? Bruce Lee. Your proudest moment? Coming to England. Your favourite food? Pizza. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Your number one goal this year? Just be healthy. Boxing or kickboxing? Kickboxing. Would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? How I would die. Your favourite boxer ever? Eric Morales. Your favourite MMA fighter ever? John Jones. Love or money? Love. Books or movies? Books. Your number one fitness tip? The road. Your favourite workout song? I Love the Tiger. Yes. <laughs> if you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? My dad. Your worst fear as a child? Seeing the boogeyman. <laughs> Did you ever see him? No. <laughs> what is your biggest addiction? Junk food. Summer or winter? Winter. Your favourite place in the world? India. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? Weed. Your favourite superhero? Superman. Why? <laughs> Fair enough. Your biggest strength? My mind. And the final question is your favourite movie star? Robert De Niro. Brilliant. Good stuff. Okay, so the next thing I ask is about reflection. So if you could go back to maybe an earlier time in your life where you could whisper something to your younger self. Say, for instance, when you were first coming to from that airport, yeah, leaving Frankfurt, finally coming over to England, and you could just whisper something into that kid's ear. Knowing what you know now, what would you say? I'll take it back to that time mm. when we when I first left Germany, mm -hmm. going to that airport pack with my bags, and I'll whisper into that kid's ear, mm -hmm. which is myself. I'll just say, "Go there and smash it. Mm. You're gonna make it. You're gonna do well." Mm. That's yeah. all I need to remember. That's yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Brilliant. Okay, so we're actually at the last question now, and uh, this is a question I ask all of my guests. And it's, um, if in 150 years, none of us are around anymore, and all that exists is a book, a book on the table, and it's a book about your life. 
and everything that you've done up until whenever you pass. And on that book, what I want to know is firstly what the title would be, and secondly, what the summary would tell us about you at the back. My title would be basically my favourite song, but no one known this, and Go I on. should have come out with it. It's My Way from Frank Sinatra. Okay, love and that my, song. And my book would be called My Way. Yeah. Because I've done everything my way, the way mm. I wanted it to mm. do, the way I wanted it to be, and that's what I'll call it, just my way, with a picture, yeah, the yeah. raw way, me walking straight ahead <laughs> yeah, with my yeah. bags, and the name, my way. And at the back, just a great human being, basically, mm. that helped people, and went through the struggles, through journey of my life, and uh, I beat them, everything that come my way. Yeah, yeah. But I've done it my way. That's it. That, I, I, I like that. <laughs> I like it. that. I'll have to try and get the track on there. Because I, I love that song, actually. But um, yeah, that's it, really. But um, that would be the book and that would be the back. The journey of my life. Okay. That I destroyed my way. No, fantastic. Um, I just want to say thank you again for obviously cool. sharing your story. I knew it would be good. My wife's been telling me for ages. But yeah. obviously, I wasn't podcasting back in the day. Yeah. But she was like, you need to reach out to Raj. You know, he's got an amazing story. It's inspiring. From the moment I met you today, your energy and yeah. stuff. Appreciate that. Thank you very Honestly, much as well. I'm just like, as a friend now, I'm proud yeah. of what, everything you're achieving and what you're doing Thanks, going forward. I'm yeah. sure your parents are as well. Um, just before we, we close off the show, what's the best place the audience can connect with you or follow your story? Um, they can connect with me through Facebook, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. And um, your names for those? Names are Raj Salan. Okay. On Instagram, only one Raj Salan. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I'm the only the one. Only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, on Facebook, uh, Raj Salan, I'll come up and you'll know straight away. With the and you spell that R-A-J. R-A-J. And my second name is S-A-L-L-A-N. Fantastic. What I do is I'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. You'll find a lot of like training footage as well. I'm yeah, sure there's tips and tricks and stuff. And stuff yeah. There's a lot of mindset stuff in there as well. To obviously, if you feel like training, like I knew actually before I met you, I was going to want to go to the gym after this episode. So I've got my shaker ready. <laughs> I've got my gym attire on. I'm going straight to the gym. Hopefully yeah. it inspires you guys. But also inspires you not to make excuses in your life because there's always somebody out there who's probably got it worse. So uh, thank you, Raj. And for everyone at home, thanks for listening. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.